fear the talking. <laughs> Not this time. It's here, the talking queers. Come on. Ah, it. Boo, you whore. Ready to party. How very. Hey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bitch. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at your little crop top. Thank you so much. I feel like a hot mama. Yeah, look at it sheer. I can see your nipples. And oh it has the God. number 13 on it. I feel like I'm going to get killed at Cramp. <laughs> cramp. <laughs> cramp. Krampus? Krampus Crystal Lakes. <laughs> That's my drag name, Krampus Crystal Lake. <laughs> cramp Crystal River. <laughs> Oh my god, so stupid. But it's cute. Anyway, uh, I'm Jake. And I'm Frankie. And welcome to the very first episode of Hear the Talking Queers, where we talk about uh, other movies that aren't horror movies. Yeah, non-horror related movies. Can you imagine? I know. Who, Who even are we? Are we even good at this? I don't know. We'll find out. I guess we'll see. And so, uh, yeah, we really wanted to explore this idea because, you know, we love horror movies, but we also have a big love of, you know, teen comedies and mean girl movies. And there's a plethora of other things we could talk yeah, about, too. drama, so. comedy, musicals. I mean, you name it, yes. we've seen it. Yes, absolutely. Snuff films, porn. We love it all. <laughs> <laughs> And you, it's all coming to you. <laughs> Just kidding. So, so yeah, next week on One Night in Paris, we talk about... <laughs> the cinematography is amazing. <laughs> yes. One Night in China. <laughs> oh, oh R.I.P. Way I shouldn't say that. Um, the wrestler? Yeah. She's That's dead? Her... Yeah, bitch, she died. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. China. <laughs> Hope she's in the sky giving low blows um, every chance she gets <laughs> to the angels. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that was her finishing move? Was she would like hit men in the crotch with a low blow? Hell no. Anyway. The whole time I was growing up, I thought Xena was China. <laughs> they are. They looked the same. I literally thought they must have been the same person, Xena and China. And Cameron Michaels. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, she did play her. That was a good choice, but she didn't do no. it very well. She no. was like, fine. Um, so <laughs> we figured um, we thought it'd be appropriate for this episode to talk a little bit about our experience with religion. <laughs> <laughs> religion. <laughs> Ron de Jean. Religion. Relish on my hot dog. Um, okay, so. <laughs> oh, God. It gets dumber and dumber. <laughs> um, so, what, so, tell me, what did you grow up religious? I know you've mentioned before in one of the fear episodes that you were a cradle Catholic. Like, what's that about? Yeah, so cradle... C- uh, oh, I'm having a hard time with the arts today. <laughs> cradle... <laughs> Cradle Catholic is basically when you're, you know, Catholic at birth 
you know, mm. like being assigned a religion before you even get a choice in it. Wow. But honestly, I think I, I think I was chosen the right one. So basically, I was baptized. I did most of my rites. I did um, communion. I did confirmation. Um, I even wanted to be an altar boy. Believe it or not. I'm oh, not talking about God. the musical bit. I was like, I love that musical. No. Um, I was in choir because I'm a performer, naturally, as you can see. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll sing a melody for you. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. You know how everything's like operatic in Catholic oh, churches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> so I um I grew up with that and um I had some pretty, you know, weird experiences. Can I just tell you about one just a horror related thing real quick? Okay. Sure. During my confirmation and communion, you get a lot of Catholic uh gifts, like crosses and, you know, Virgin Mary statues and stuff like that. I, next to my bed, I had this floating shelf, you know, um, and it had all of my communion confirmation little winky dinks on them. And one night, the shelf came loose and all my Catholic memorabilia straight into the garbage that was in between my dress, <laughs> straight into the garbage that was in between my dresser and my bed. Oh my, my mom, God. I woke and I slept through the whole thing. I literally woke up and my mom was on the floor collecting all these trinkets and crying like um, oh Lady, God, ha- really Lady Havisham or whatever her name is. <laughs> Just collecting the pieces of these broken... Yeah, she thought that the, the devil was out to get me. I slept a little bit. Um, these days, my house is decorated with Catholic decor. Andre and I b- both claim Catholicism. So I say cradle Catholic, but I still, I still would... I still would consider myself that, but I think that I'm like kind of transitioning more spiritually, and like, if like that makes up. any sense. Wait, oh, saints! <laughs> if that makes any sense. See how Catholic I am. <laughs> Call me Hillary Faye. Literally, no. Um, Hillary Faye. No, really, Kate. because I think that um, Catholic Catholicism on its own is kind of paganistic. I know that most people who practice yeah. wouldn't say that but um but i think but it, but that... it is i mean there's so much iconography like yes. it's like you know an idolatry the like candles the holy water the, the you know, statues it's... the i mean again i'm not catholic but it's like yeah like you see it there's a lot of pagan influence there has to be what the... else would that be for sure for sure because not all religions do what catholics do and um the only thing I can think of that they got that that kind of those traditions from are those old paganistic um, ways of doing things and so I mean I, I'm kind of embracing that though I'm not like you know a witch I, I wouldn't call myself a witch um, but other people <laughs> no no no, no. I, I you know I don't do never do your like face that, but, but right not to my face but maybe behind my, <laughs> my back <laughs> no but um, I, I think that I enjoy that kind of iconography and you know the virgin mary i don't know there's something comforting well, very, about it to me it's very it's also very like opulent it's very grand there's like a lot of like i don't know like yeah. big statement pieces and like and large jewelry. operatic <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> operatic figurines and scenes on and the walls and no it's so true and you know the catholic religion actually gets um a lot of 
shit on that too. Like they're like, you know, the gold and the way the Pope dresses and the cardinals and the Vatican. And they think it's just so grandiose and just ridiculous, but like indulgent or, you know, but I, I, I enjoy it. I, I, I am embracing the paganistic roots of it all. And I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm finding my spirituality through Catholicism, but also through, you know, Manon. (laughs) Manon. (laughs) But uh, yeah. What about you? Did you, did you grow up with anything? So I did my, my, my mom's side of my family, they are Christian. Like, I think like generic Christian. I've never known any sort of like, <laughs> like what division of Christianity we belong to. Other it's like, you know, Lutheran, Protestant. Or... Yeah, I don't know. Ne- never heard any of those words, like growing up and as far as like <laughs> the religion of my household. But, I, um, but growing up, my dad's side of my family are seventh day adventists which is oh yeah um, like like you know a, they're sort of like a, a sect of christianity i guess um i don't yeah. know too much about it but i did technically grow up in that church i do i do remember going to church you know a lot when I, not a lot when i was a kid but like every weekend we went and i was miserable i was bored and i just liked to color oh, and wow. um and then uh, then I ended up going to a Christian, like a more like traditional Christian elementary school for about three years. My mom mm. worked as a, T- as a TA there. It was like a private Christian elementary school. And I was, I think I got like, uh, we got like a discounted rate because my mom worked right. there. And so I went there for three years and, and it was, it was an interesting time. Um, I've always sort of personally struggled with religion and it's sort of been like you know, i don't want to say a conflict between you know me and my family or specifically one side of my family yeah but um you know because i don't really know if if that's what i personally believe even even then to be honest like i have to be honest even when i was a kid i just never sort of bought into it yeah it was never it never it was it just never felt like it was for me and um you know and so I, I technically grew up. I've seen a lot of Christianity, but um, I've never personally really invested in it. Um, I don't really think it's for me. <laughs> and yeah. uh, but, but I mean, I like I said, I, I've seen, I've been there. I've seen so like the, the things that come in this movie. Like these are things that I have seen. Like the, the just, you know, the scenes the of like the devotion. Yeah, like the devotion, but also this. You know these like young Christians, like trying to equate Christianity and being cool, or you know, and things like that. Like right. that in your, uh-huh. and you're like, like this is this is not technically by your, you know, by mainstream standards considered cool, but they're using like cool things, like cool sayings and things like that to and like appeal a band. to yeah, yeah, like a, yeah, appeal to younger audiences. And so those, I don't say those moments are triggering, but they definitely bring back a lot of memories that I have of going to that school for three years. And before I was, you know, before I went back to public school and with all the heathens. And so, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my experience with it. I never really kept up with religion after that. My Any religions at all? No, not not at all. I mean, I you know, I'm exploring things. Yeah. I'm uh, you know, I'm open to new things. I I kind of like I've been really liking the idea of spirituality lately, like um 
you know, the sort of tarot cardy kind of mm-hmm. energy, energy, spirituality, like that sort of appeals to me. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, your positive thoughts and um, I don't know, things like that. Like, that's the kind of religion that appeals to me because um, I do think it's, it, you know, you have to figure it out what it is for yourself that works. Yeah. You know? And for, and for now, that's as far as my spirituality goes, like that's sort of on the path that I that I sort of enjoy and feel like speaks to me. You know, I, I have a, lo- a long way to go as far as exploring that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like my like my pinky toe is in the water of that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's something that I'm interested in. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that Buddhist mentality where all the rivers lead to the same ocean, but it's yeah. just a matter of which river works best for you. Exactly, and like, your journey. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you know they always say like, "Oh, you're not supposed to with your friends or family. You're not supposed to talk about religion or politics." And it's like, for what? Like, I mean, why is there a, yeah. that much passion behind it that you have to fight or convince somebody to see your point of view? Right, and it yeah, it's a touchy subject. Like people really really take it to heart like some like uh, like we see in the movie coming up like it is Mm -hmm. it's it consumes them it's everything that you know makes gives them a purpose in life and that's fine like if that's if that's what you feel is best for you great you know so i get it like people people get very invested in it and they believe in it and yeah i I don't Look, ever condemn. I don't ever condemn anybody for no, religion. That's not my place. And I never try to save anybody either. That's Literally. never anyone's place. Like you can't. It's like you just can't. You can't convince somebody that they're that they're wrong. Yeah. And their beliefs. There's no way. And yeah. it's like, you know, and it goes both ways. I mean, look at us sitting here. You know, I just basically called myself a paganistic Catholic and you basically called yourself nothing. And you know, you're, <laughs> on a, no, no, you're on a spiritual journey of, you know, something completely yeah. different. And it's enlightenment. Like, who knows? And, and, you know, so what? It's like, you know, we're both. So what? Still a rock star. Yeah. And we're both just normal gay people. Yeah, <laughs> we're all gonna be worm food anyway. So I actually think the ending message of this movie is more in line with my way of thinking. To be honest, we'll get into it, but all right. Well, I think that leads us into our movie. Why don't we do a little synopsis of Saved? I am filled with Christ's love. Saved, released in two thousand four, written by Brian Danley and Michael Urban, as well as directed by Brian Danley. Our film begins with an average Christian teenager named Mary, played by Jenna Malone. Just as she begins her senior year at American Eagle Christian School, everything seems to be going according to God's plan. She's an active member of a Christian girl group on campus called the Christian Jewels, has a successful Christian mother, Lillian, to look up to, played by Mary Louise Parker, and has the perfect Christian boyfriend, Dean. However, Mary's life is upended when Dean makes a stunning confession. He's gay. When Mary believes she receives a sign from Jesus to help Dean, Mary ultimately makes the decision to give up her virginity and have sex with Dean in hopes of making him straight. Mary seeks spiritual advice without spilling the gay beans from friend and Jesus fanatic Hilary Fay, played brilliantly by Mandy Moore. Hilary Fay assures Mary that her spiritual virginity is able to be restored through God. Starting the year optimistic, Mary begins her senior year with Hilary Faye, Hilary Faye's wheelchair-bound brother Roland, played by Macaulay Culkin, and other Christian Jewels member Veronica. 
When the group go to pick up Dean on the first day of school, Mary learns that Dean's parents have discovered a stash of gay magazines in his room and sent him away to Mercy House, a facility for Christians struggling with sin. Mary confesses this to Hilary Faye, but makes her promise not to tell. We then meet Cassandra Edelstein, an outspoken bad girl who's the only Jewish person to attend American Eagle. Cassandra is a bit of a pet project for Hilary Faye, who has made it her personal mission to save Cassandra and convert her to Christianity. As class begins, we are introduced to hopeful future Christian Jewel Tia, played by Heather Matarazzo, and skateboarder Patrick, played by Patrick Fugit, the son of Pastor Skip, the spiritual leader slash principal of American Eagle, played by Martin Donovan. Mary is instantly intrigued by Patrick. At a first day of school chapel event, Cassandra meets Roland outside, who confesses that he's not really a Christian either. The two begin their flirtation. After returning to the assembly, Cassandra, fighting boredom, makes a spectacle of herself by convulsing and speaking in tongues. Hilary Fay is not amused. Hilary Fay also seems to be showing an interest in Patrick, even though he seems more fixated on Mary. In gym class, Mary is unable to do any of the physical activity as she feels sick and runs to the restroom to vomit. When Mary is watching a Lifetime-esque movie with her mom about a woman who mistakes cancer for being pregnant, Mary races to the pharmacy to get a pregnancy test, literally praying it's cancer. Unfortunately for her, it isn't. Mary is surprised at school the next day by Hilary Faye having organized a prayer circle meeting for Dean, thus outing him to the entire school. Meanwhile, Cassandra and Roland, on a date, witness Mary leaving Planned Parenthood. Beginning to doubt her faith, Mary confronts Hilary Faye about the prayer circle in which Hilary Faye insists that she's doing God's work and that prayer is medically proven. Concerned with Mary's backsliding, Hilary Faye revokes her membership from the Christian Jewels. After failing to confess her situation to her mother, Mary realizes that she'll be having this baby one week after prom. On Halloween, Pastor Skip recruits the Christian Jewels, including new member Tia, to help guide Mary back to a spiritual path. Hilary Faye agrees, and the girls go out to rescue Mary. After questioning her faith and exploring different kinds of spirituality, the girls find Mary walking down the street, drag her into Hilary Faye's van, and attempt to perform an exorcism on her. Mary breaks free, defying the help of Hilary Faye and her minions. She's given a ride home by Patrick, who asks her out. Aware of her current situation, she tells him that she's not dating right now. Back at school, Cassandra confronts Mary in the restroom about her pregnancy, insisting that she cannot successfully hide this from the school all by herself. Cassandra and Roland take Mary shopping for oversized clothing and maternity clothes that will help hide her ever-growing baby bump. When they are stopped at the mall by Hilary Faye and Patrick Christmas shopping, Cassandra creates a diversion by telling Hilary Faye that she finally wants to be saved, giving Mary the chance to escape with Patrick. Hilary Faye is shocked later to learn that Cassandra was never serious and the tension between them rises. To get back at Hilary Faye for shaming them into being saved, Roland, Cassandra, and Mary decide to spread old photos of Hilary Faye around the school, pictures of her overweight and with bad skin. Hilary Faye is humiliated by this and zealously prays to God for the answers. The next day, as everyone arrives at school, they discover the campus has been vandalized. The fingers begin to point to Mary and Cassandra, and their lockers are searched as Hilary Faye looks on. Mary has hidden her ultrasound pictures in her locker, which are then discovered. Cassandra is expelled for the vandalism, causing her to push Roland away, while Mary's mother is told of her pregnancy. Pastor Skip, who has been dating Mary's mother throughout the course of the film, threatens their relationship unless Mary is sent away to Mercy House. Lillian tells Mary she's going to Mercy House because she thinks Mary's not equipped to raise the baby on her own, and that something like this could ruin her life. Mary takes offense to that. 
As prom night arrives, Cassandra and Roland, having made up, find Mary and provide evidence that Hilary Faye is the one who purchased the spray paint to vandalize the school. Also, they've arranged for Patrick to take her to prom. Patrick assures Mary that he doesn't care about her situation, and they kiss. They all decide to crash prom together, much to Hilary Faye's dismay. When Hilary Faye attempts to publicly out them as prom crashers on stage, Pastor Skip allows them to stay. Roland and Tia both provide the evidence the vandal is actually Hilary Faye, and she's ousted from the prom. Just then, the prom is crashed once again, but this time by Dean, his new boyfriend, and the other teenagers forced to stay at Mercy House, who demand that they have the right to attend the prom and celebrate with their friends. When they are met with objection by Pastor Skip, they respond with a message of acceptance, calling out the Christian hypocrisy. They are ultimately allowed to stay. Outside, Hilary Faye has gone off the deep end and drives her van into the giant Jesus figure that stands outside the school, causing its head to detach and fall on her car. Roland and Hilary Faye make amends, as Hilary Faye realizes that this is not what she thought her life would be like, and they agree to work on it together. Meanwhile, Mary goes into labor and Lillian arrives in time to hop in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. With the new life brought into the world, our merry band of misfits realize that life can't be random, that there must be something out there, you just have to feel it. The end. What a tale of religion and what a what an eye-opening enlightening movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so this what do you Okay, I want to hear. Do you like this movie? I know this is a movie that you when I first brought it up. First of all, we didn't tell anybody how we picked this episode. No. So, um we decided to um let uh Faith and uh our iPhones choose for us. So I've, I I literally put all of our options of movies that we that we both submitted to each other. We're like, okay, this is we're gonna compile a list, and then we, you know, we hit the wheel. It spun and it chose this movie, and we're like, great, all right. Um, takes pressure off of us, but also, um, yeah, leave it to God. Yeah, literally, <laughs> leave it to God and um, Steve Jobs. And um, when I, I was the one who submitted this one to our list and I was like, okay, when I said it to you, you were like, oh yeah, I've seen it, but like, didn't really know very well. But I, in yeah. my mind, I was like, this is a perfect movie for us. I think this is super in line with our, our kind of humor. Um, you know, it's like a high school teen comedy, which we love, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, so I want to hear like, what are your thoughts now having revisited it since you said you'd only seen it maybe once and it was sort of like an off yeah, uh, I, it was never really like a sit down. I'm going to watch this movie. It was more like bits and pieces. I think it was maybe on TV. And I remember it kind of having some funny elements in it. But I know I, I but when you brought it up, I was like, I can't remember that movie. I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. I knew who was in it because I'm so familiar with like cover art of movies. Right. Um, but going into it, um, I think it's brilliant. It's so smart. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, the acting is superb it's a cut above oh. the rest of the uh teen films even mean girls i mean oh my gosh this, uh, the stel- stellar acting stellar performances um and it's very classic like it, i don't think this movie would ever well this clothes may go out of style but <laughs> i mean the movie itself i think those has a message that can spread across a lot of generations like it's not dated it doesn't feel dated to me like even watching it like I'm, i could tell early 2000s but right it's not the message, you know what I mean? It's kind of like like Breakfast Club. Like any right. generation can watch that and be okay watching it, even though they're totally decked out 80s, right. you know? It kind of has that same classic teen vibe. I think it's, ha- it's, you know, just like Mean Girls. Like it's a movie that 
several generations will be able to enjoy. And yeah. but I think what makes this movie stand out is its message and its um that sort of new way of um putting these teenagers into a world of religion, which a lot of movies wouldn't dare go into that realm, but they did and I think it really paid off. Right. And I think that the message of this movie was sort of I mean for 2004 a little ahead of its time you know i mean totally. we, we, we were Still. not anywhere near where we are now of course we've said this before we always have so so much farther to go you know right but um you know this the message of this movie is really about acceptance and and being an outsider you know and and coming to terms with with things that you always believe to be true and mm-hmm. Um, how they how that can change looking at things from a different perspective than you've always been taught and um, I think that's really really important and I think this film has a good balance of comedy and satire but also like a good message about acceptance um, especially in in something that is so you know in our society kind of divisive you know especially totally you know because religion and uh, you know things like being politics gay or and, abortion oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm. these, these like sort of yeah political things they don't really mesh well and like there's such a force to make them mesh and there's such a clash with like we don't want that to mesh and there's like you know we do want it to and um, so I think this movie does that really well and um, yeah. I know balance. that the, the writer and the director Brian Danley he um, said that the movie is not about religion. It's about faith and believing. And I think you get that in that final message where, the, you know, the, the, all the gays come to the uh, school yeah. dance and they kind of have that sort of enlightening moment where they're like, it doesn't matter, you know, if you're pregnant or, you know, if you're gay or this or that, or if you didn't have an abortion, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like the the message that should be conveyed by people who say they're, you know, godly right. people. Accept it. Acceptance. 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 You know? Love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not, ju- not judging. Um, Fire you know. and brimstone. Yeah. And um, there's no character that is more, <laughs> uh, I think, fanatical about this than I think Mandy Moore's Hillary Faye. Oh, my God. So well written, this character. Yeah, so Mandy Moore's Hillary Faye is like, she is pretty much like Amanda Bynes' character in Easy A, but just <laughs> amped up to like the hundredth degree. Uh, um, you know, and it's crazy because she is an exaggeration of that same trope. However, yeah. I feel that Hillary Faye is more realistic. Like, I, yeah. I think that I think one of the reviews said that. The, the, the Christianity in this movie is so over-exaggerated. I'm like, I don't think it is. I think this is pretty true to form. And yeah. Hilary Faye's character, because in a way, her hopeless, de- well, her hopeful devotion to yeah. uh, to her religion is, um, it's kind of like inspiring. You're like, look at this young person with all this passion, you know? Sure. But at the, at the same time, she's like, you know, people don't like her for that. And sometimes in those bullying moments, like when she has the altercations with Cassandra, um, yeah. I'm like, I kind of feel bad for her. Like, I'm like, this is just what she believes in. Like, yeah, leave her alone. She, yeah. <laughs> she, I mean, yeah, she's, she sort of represents the, the fanatical side of 
religion of you know like she's she's just so devout and she believes in it so much and she does have good intentions like she she is not she's not necessarily a bad person no you know she just she believes very hard in what she believes and she wants so badly for everybody to be saved you know there's the movie title right there and um you know and so her actions really reflect that you know she's constantly trying to save these quote-unquote like sort of outcast characters like cassandra and um later on mary and i i think that she she is misunderstood i guess but she's misunderstood but she definitely represents that that trope that yes. religious fanatic who believes what they believe and believes everybody should believe what they believe and in turn becomes a hypocrite because yeah. they're so down everyone's throat and telling people that they're wrong that they end up being the one who's wrong because yeah. they're being a hypocrite it's like you right, can't exactly. preach it, it, love it's, when you're not expressing love you're expressing like dislike and distaste and hate and yeah <laughs> because that. yeah because her fanaticism turns into um like vengeance and it turns into all these like sort of you know bad things like these sort of like maybe sinful traits you know when she she tries to get revenge she lies she you know she she uh, she, she vandalizes the school she <laughs> she lies she about it she blames it on somebody for a crime. Yeah. yeah and be and it it's all it's all because she's trying to do something good but she just doesn't know how to get through to people to where she's sort of on she's sort of lives on the breaking point all the time where yeah. she's she's like always bubbling at the top like she's just like she wants to explode yeah but she but she but she's she reminds herself it's not right like like there's a great scene where um cassandra jumps up behind her she's like startles her from behind yes. and she's like oh my gosh she's like i am so happy they didn't expel her because she's just crying out for help <laughs> like you know like even though of, she wants to turn around and be like you stupid fucking bitch yes exactly <laughs> you could tell like and i think mandy moore plays that so well and i i i've never seen this is us i know people rave about that show and i'm sure she's great on it but i honestly think this is probably mandy moore's <laughs> greatest role like this yeah. is her this is her opus like this is it really put her to a test because that was the time where she was still transitioning from pop star to actress. And yes, um, she candy. kind of, and I think even Jenna Malone, who plays Mary, she, you know, was kind of skeptical. Like she was like, why her? Like she's not an actress, you know? Um, and she even says that in interviews sitting next to her. So like, it's yeah. just like a known thing, but she was like, but I was so impressed when we first started, when I, we did our first scene together um, she really had everything that Hillary Fane needed to come to life. Yeah. And it's so true. She did an excellent job. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think she's the standout of this movie. And like, the director even says that it had they had A Walk to Remember been released by at the time they were casting, they totally would have cast her off the bat. But originally, this ugh. role went to Anne Hathaway. I mean, she probably Boom. would have been great because she is, she is this she is annoying. I'm sorry. I think Anne Hathaway is very annoying. So <laughs> no, she is. She's very. I, I don't know what characteristic it is, but I know people that have this character, this trait in their personality, and it's so obnoxious. Like it comes yeah. across as obnoxious, and they're not even exuding 
you know, an obnoxious tone, but you can right. just tell that it's in this person. <laughs> yeah, she, I just think as an actress, she just she just bothers me. And, you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. shit on Anne Hathaway forever, but I think that um, Manny Moore, I think she just really embodied it really well to where I don't, I couldn't see, I can't see it in my mind, Anne Hathaway doing it justice. No. Without being, oh, like, too cartoony. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong. But um, obviously, maybe, they originally but... they originally cast her. They obviously saw what they wanted to see in her, and then when it didn't work out, they went with her Princess Diaries, you know, co-star. Yeah. Uh, so well, Moore. they say that she pulled out, and so they scrambled to. But they. But what did Mandy she pull Moore out? To, that... Have you seen that horrible movie that Anne Hathaway did, where she plays the uh, the white girl pretending to be in a gang? that I think came out probably right after Princess Diary, so I bet that's what she was doing instead. Oh my god, that would be awful. I've never seen it. It sounds terrible. It is the cringiest movie and cringiest Ew. performance ever. She left she's this like, movie for that? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they might be Well, maybe. Maybe. Or she was just recast. That could be yeah, it. Because absolutely. they were saying for a... Uh, I read this interview with Brian Danley that he said... Heather Matarazzo was the first person cast in this movie. Like she was early on casting, and as Tia, uh, <laughs> yeah, as Tia, um, and he had been a big fan of her work since Welcome to the Dollhouse, and uh, so she had the script, and she, I guess, is personal friends with Mandy Moore or was at the time. Yeah, and Princess Diaries. Kind of like, Hello. Oh yeah, duh. But did that come out after this or no? No, before. That was 2000 that movie came oh, out. Oh shit. That's yeah, early on. So she knew Mandy from Princess Diaries. Okay. So she shared the script with her and I think that they were, you know, I don't know. I think that she had a lot of meetings with the director or something and she, she said that basically Heather introduced Mandy to Saved and Mandy Moore got cast three weeks before they started shooting. Yeah. So she had to get her shit together quick. And you know what? I think she pulled it off spectacularly like chef's it's a, kiss. It's a testament to her abilities as an actress for sure. Literally, yeah. To have three sure. weeks to prepare to become probably a completely different person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th- this movie really relies on her character, like going for it. Like she, you know, everybody I, of all the characters, I think, the movie the movie's like message really relies on her you know because mm-hmm. she is so she's such like a prominent like visual that we would get of yeah. like the fanaticism and what's like you know the foil to Mar- to like mary's character right um right you know, I, I think she's yeah it was really important for her to nail it and i think she did um, yeah, and, and you know what? And she even got to sing. I don't think there's a movie that came out with Manny Moore in it where that bitch did not <laughs> sing a damn song. Stupid Cupid, me. I love her in this movie. The movie's main focus is the character of Mary. Yes, she goes through a total transition in this film. Yeah, she's yeah, exactly. She her character starts out as well, her boyfriend comes out as gay and she has this vision of Jesus telling her to save him <laughs> which is hilarious it's like the gardener it's like oh god the gardener jumps in and you know saves her from her I don't know smacking her head on the on the diving board <laughs> being so startled by his yeah. coming out <laughs> yeah but yes yeah, but she like sort of is like your average um, you know, every day she doesn't really have much going on in her life other than the fact that she's like a Christian girl at a high school. Like, you know, she's pretty average. 
mm-hmm. and then once she you know she thinks that she's doing the right thing and she uh, makes a choice which ends up, you know leads to her becoming pregnant with her now gay boyfriend's baby you know she has she finds herself on the outside of her clique you know because she's like really in with Hillary Fay at the beginning yeah they're the Christian jewels yeah the Christian jewels and then she um, finds herself on the outside of that and she starts like sympathizing with the other sort of outcasts in the school yeah and she's disillusioned and I think it's easier easy for her character to make that transition because I think from the beginning we know she's not Hillary Faye like she's she's right. devoted to her Christianity but because she was told to be devoted to her Christianity yeah. so it's easy right. for her to just snap out of it and be herself Right, exactly. And um, yeah, so her, yeah, so she goes this transition, she becomes a bit of an outcast, and then she meets the characters of, or the character, she meets the character of Cassandra. Yeah. And Cassandra is, um, she is the outcast bad girl transfer from another school who is not Christian by any means no she's jewish <laughs> yeah she's jewish and um she she's great in this movie too she's sort of um that. she's my favorite character well yeah because she's the bad girl you you know you love the with a heart of gold yes yes i love how quickly she takes to to marry uh and how and you know she embraces her really um yeah she embraces a lot of characters. She embraces Roland. She embraces yeah. Mary. She's a great character. And yeah. So well done, well written, and well acted. Um, from the right. time that she's is her first uh, part in the movie is her opening her car door and dumping her ashtray full of cigarettes <laughs> out of the window. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, she's so great. And and do you know whose daughter she is? Susan Sarandon. Yeah, yes. which yes. you know, she's she's her own brand of whatever but um yeah i i'm surprised i haven't seen her in more things after this movie like have you no i i have actually never seen her in my research is when i found out she was susan sarandon's daughter yeah. <laughs> um but i know she kind of has like a lifestyle brand i think on her own okay and, work um, yeah um but she's great and uh yeah she's the bad girl that um actually isn't really bad she's just misunderstood and yeah. she she's sort of like she gets the outcasts together and she creates a little family within within this community of, of this Christian school that doesn't accept her. Yeah, and, it's like all the kids that are looking to find themselves that haven't been placed quite yet. And yeah, because and she's they're sort of, the ones who yeah. are taking control of their lives and they don't have a place yet. And so that's where she kind of comes in and yeah, and she's sort of, she's sort of like the almost like a, like the, the like a mother hen figure. Like she like collects the lost souls, yeah, you know, because she's strong and she can yeah. defend her babies. <laughs> yeah, seriously, but she's also great in this movie. Um, she gives a great performance. I love her... when she starts speaking in tongues. It's like one of That's, my favorite. Moments. That is my favorite scene in the whole movie. With oh. my favorite, <laughs> with my favorite line in it, when she's like, yeah, she's like speaking and they're having like a. Like a chapel saved. ceremony. They're being saved from their summer. Oh yeah, yeah, from, from backsliding. Backsliding. <laughs> yeah, backsliding. They need to get, give their self back to the Lord, and she's sitting there just over it. And she decides to just shake shit up, and she's like, "I'm gonna start speaking in tongues." So she's <laughs> she just full on goes for it, and she's like, "I got a hot pussy! I got a hot pussy!" 
Brazil. And then everybody's like, oh my God, she's speaking in tongues. And then Hillary Faye <laughs> goes, uh, she walks up and she goes, she's saying she's got a hot boot. And like the feedback like cuts her yeah. off before she says pussy. That's, uh, <laughs> I think that scene, is, I think that is so fucking brilliant. It was just my, perfectly my, done. My two favorite Cassandra lines are, um, hey, Hillary Faye, I can see your pad. Yes. <laughs> When they're in PE. And the other one is um, burn in hell, you narrow-minded, tacky-ass bitch. Yes. Yeah, she's sort of like the... the She becomes like Hillary Faye's project. Like, she really wants to save her because she's... You know, I think in Hillary Faye's mind, she saves Cassandra. Then she's really done something to, I don't know, maybe earn her spot in, in heaven or... Mm-hmm. You know, or just solidifies her as like a great Christian, which is all she really aspires to be you know so cassandra's like her target and and yeah. she's and but cassandra is never having it and she's constantly just you know firing back at hillary Faye or you know tricking her or scaring her or all these <laughs> throwing things. paper at the back of her head <laughs> yeah throwing paper at the back of her head you know pretending that she wants to get saved just so you know She's willing to like as a distraction, yeah. As a distraction, like she's such a good friend that you know to let Mary escape, she literally yeah pretends that she wants to get saved and spends a whole day with Hillary Faye in order to you know help her friends out. And so she's a down bitch, I gotta say. Yeah, she's a down ass bitch, and I love her her trajectory in this film. Like she starts out as just this bad girl who doesn't give a shit about anybody or what anybody has to say. And then mm-hmm. she ends up falling in love with Roland and she ends up yeah. becoming really good friends with Mary and Yeah, you and know, to be honest, uh, I think of like the two uh love stories between what is it? Um Mary and uh what's his name? Pat Patrick? Pa- Patrick. Yeah. yeah, Patrick. And then Cassandra and Roland. Like honestly, I think the better love story is between Cassandra and Roland. Yeah, because they're two spirits that, you know, are kind of like lost, like they're trying to find themselves and they find themselves through each other. And I think that's so a beautiful story because it Roland is. is over there, you know, wheeling around in Hillary Faye's shadow and Cassandra is kind of just like this, you know, rub, rebellious teen and they fall, they find love. And I think that's yeah. such a cute um, pairing. Uh, their yeah. romance is so like... It's so giddy, like, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, I love and this. I, and I love the fact that it's, that Roland's story is about finding independence. Um, and, I, and I think that's an important story for, um, you know, people who are disabled. Like, you know, they're constantly at the mercy of other people, whether he's having to be rolled around or he can't drive himself. And, and even Hillary Faye, his own sister, goes out of her way to guilt him for, you know, for his... For, for his, in- yeah, for his, in- yeah. for his, yeah, for his inconveniences, like you know, she's like, I could have had a, you know, a, a Lexus, whatever, whatever. She's like, but <laughs> instead, I got the handicapper van, is what she calls it, and um, you know, and but then Cassandra goes out of her way, and she has this like kind of classic car. She goes out of her way to make it, you know, install that mechanism that would allow him to drive. And I think that's like just like moments like that are so great and sincere between them. Like yeah, it's special, it, and I I just really love that relationship, and they've they found each other as being outsiders, and they, you know, their love blossomed from there, and I think that's so cool. Yeah, and it radiates throughout all the other characters. Yeah, and I think that's uh, they have a really strong 
part in this movie and I think that that I was more intrigued by that than anything was Cassandra yeah. her in general but especially that storyline with yeah. her romance right and then you know Mary and Patrick they have an interesting relationship um he's sort of he's sort of like a pretty one-dimensional character he doesn't really yeah he, they, they try to make him like like cool skater guy <laughs> who, who is not very hot they should have honestly cast him no. a, a little cuter um not you know whatever yeah. about that but i mean yeah and so he sort of just he decides from the beginning that he likes mary and she's sort of going through her own business so she's not trying to trying to date him or whatever even though she's obviously attracted to him and then in the end they end up together and he's like a, he's just like a genuine good guy and it's sort of like it's like an okay story you know storyline yeah but I, there's nothing that special about it right there's nothing that like really stands out about mary and patrick they could but, have um, took him out of the taken him out of the movie and it would have been the same movie right uh, and you know what who also has like a really cute love story is her gay boyfriend dean and as little as it is oh, in the yeah. story you know even i like that they even incorporated the fact that even though he's like sent away to this horrible like sort of conversion camp scenario he actually yes. comes out of it finding love you know, yeah and love and um courage you know he bur- he bursts into that prom and has found a new sense of himself where he's like do you know what i may be different than all of you people here but i still belong this is these are where my friends are this is where my life has been for all these years just because i don't exactly fit into your mold like i i still can should be able to be here and celebrate friendship and love and life with my friends and yeah. I think that's a great moment. And he's like, and this is my boy, you know, my boyfriend that I made in the conversion camp. So <laughs> I think that would have been a, uh, I think nowadays, um, if this story had been written or rebooted <laughs> these days, I, th- I definitely think that he would be a more prominent character. I don't think that right. he'd be sent away. If he was, then they would probably show more of his life in there. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what the TV show was going to be about. They were going to do. They were pitching a save TV show around the time that this came out on DVD. It right. never went anywhere, but maybe that would have been explored more. Oh, I'm sure that would probably have been a like a, a big storyline within that. Um, yeah, because like the conversion can like like those places like this like mercy house that they get sent to. Um, it's sort of like a strange thing, and I don't. I can't speak to it as far as like I don't know anybody who's gone to anything like that or any parents that have sent kids away to something like no. that but I'm sure that's but I, there has to be some sort of you know truth in this as far as like these places that these parents feel like they are not capable of handling um, you know things that are going on with their children so they just send them away but it, you yeah. know but just like Paris Hilton <laughs> yeah literally just like Paris Hilton I mean uh boot camps military schools yeah. conversion camps like they're all right and, and like and I feel like time and time again we're shown and like that they don't that stuff doesn't work you can't you can't change people from who they're going to be no. at like a at like a soul level you know it's I mean, doing more damage yeah. than anything right bad behavior is one thing like you can teach people you know, you can only teach people so much about their bad behavior, but when it comes to just who they are, that's different, and you can't change that, and you're never going to. And um, I think this movie does does a good um, a good service in showing that message, 
that, you know, they may be there because their parents can't handle it, but they're still going to be themselves at the end of the day and, you know, burst into their prom and demand their rights. And I think that's great. I think that's a great thing this movie does. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of, that's that moment when they have that sort of, like, we're still Christian, even though we don't fit into this mold. You know, this is just who we are right, and how it exactly. is. It's like, that's isn't a nice there room message. For, isn't there room for everybody? Isn't, like, <laughs> isn't it about, you know, loving thy neighbor? Yeah. Isn't that, that you what know, it's that's, about? That's kind of what I was saying, that that falls in line with, like, my... Because, you know, the Catholic religion is very well known for being totally against gay people and all of that, but I've never, like, turned my back on my own religion just because someone who worships this Bible says that it's in there. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, so what? Right. I don't give a fuck what you say. Let God come down here and tell me sure. uh, that and, stuff. And I, yeah, and I've had, like, conversations <laughs> with my mom who's, you know, who considers herself... Um, you know spiritual and she believes in god and uh, she grew up very christian and things like that and she's told me she's like it she's like the god that i believe in does not hate you you know no yeah she's like she's like there's no way that the god that i would that i believe in would ever hate my child like you know and so i guess it all goes back to like what what parts of of religion and the bible and things like that that you choose that you believe are the most important and is it the love is it the loving your neighbor part or is it the condemning and the judging and all the you know these like all the all all the stuff all the stuff that was added to the bible to create law and order exactly yeah (laughs) so um yeah i think that's a really uh strong moment in this movie um, so some of the minor characters are really great. I mean, we already kind of touched on Heather oh. Matarazzo, but, um, she, it was like the queen of the, of like the nerdy outcast girl in early 2000s movies. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, she's great at it. I mean, have you, you've never seen Welcome to the Dollhouse, no. right? Oh my God. It is, it is pure Heather Matarazzo. I mean, she is a scene steal. It's so funny and it's so good there are moments in it that are a little cringy just not because of the acting but just because of the way people thought back then like the some of the interactions she has with certain characters but it's so damn good it's so funny and she's amazing in it and she kind of carries that same energy for all of the characters that she played afterward even in her cameo in scream 3 oh my god what is her character's name Something me, uh, Martha. Martha Meeks. Martha yeah. Meeks. <laughs> I'm on Brenda. Yeah, Brenda Meeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's delightful in uh, everything that she does. Like, even, even, uh, sisters. Is she sisters? Yes, she's my one of Maya Rudolph's minions. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, she, she loves to play a minion. Yeah, she she has one of my favorite lines in this movie. It's when Pastor Skip is talking to them, and he's all, "Mary's going down a dark path. I'm gonna need you guys to help with it," or something like that. And she goes, "You want to shoot her?" <laughs> and, there's a, and there's like silence, and she's like dead serious in the face. And he's like, "Uh, no, I think it goes something a little less gangsta," which is like oh, cringy, but like her face. Oh, yeah. You want us to shoot her? <laughs> just they're all like, she's hilarious and yeah you know, as lily in the princess diaries that's i think her most iconic role in my mind oh and wait until you see welcome to the dollhouse but uh and you know she actually ends up saving the day for the end of this movie she does. she's the one that provides the proof that hillary Fay was the one who vandalized the school 
Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, look at her. She got to be the hero. I know. So this movie is um, so early 2000s. (laughs) The outfits. Uh, Mandy Moore's hair. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mary's hair. And oh, my God. The... Oh my the, god, the the her? little sidekick girl, the Out. wings, <laughs> flipped out winged hair that they, they look like angels, the Christian yeah. jewels, yeah, the Christian jewels. Uh, do you think they were going somewhere with that name, Christian jewels, like like almost like family jewels? I you mean, know what I mean? Guess. yeah, like I probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also like when um, Tia says, um, "Should we pray for him in peace circle for prayer circle?" <laughs> oh yeah, peace circle. Like, She's like. See you at Peace Circle. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I kind of mentioned this earlier. It's like, there's so many of these like triggering moments that I saw that are just like these, you know, Chris, like the Christian thing where you're trying to make things cool. He's like, you know, when Pastor Skip is like giving his little speech at their little uh, at their chapel ceremony, whatever the beginning, yeah. where he's like, he's like, you know, the cool guy is, you know, Jesus, he's cool. You know, it's like, who's down with the God? You know, like that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. You know? And Manny Moore's like, I'm down so. with the God, <laughs> but it's like, so, <laughs> but it's like so cringy. But like, that's what happens. It's like they they're really trying to relate to a younger generation by making Jesus cool like he's like a cool guy like yeah yeah, he's a dope dude yeah remember the shirts Jesus is my homie oh yes literally yeah it was you know it's like you know who was the ultimate rebel who was the you know I remember that I remember that shit such a bad way to portray Jesus Jesus (laughs) and religion right but I mean I guess that's I guess that's the best way to reach a younger generation is to convince them that it's cool which okay if you think it's cool you think it's cool but it's just funny it's funny yeah. that you are tr- not triggered, but like, you know, it's funny that you, that brought back some memories for you being in yeah. a Christian setting because um, when he wrote this, he used a lot of his uh, personal experiences at a Baptist high school for yeah. this. Sh- and that's why when I saw the critiques that like it was too exaggerated, I'm like, this is not exaggerated. This is exactly how it is. This is exactly how it is. This is yeah, I don't think it's exaggerated at all. And like the prayer circles and like the... Pr- Oh my gosh. One of my favorite lines is after the prayer meeting when Mary comes in and Hillary Faye tries to chase her out the door and she's like she's like, you know, we have to you have to pray for Dean. She's like, prayers work, you know that. It's been medically proven. It's like <laughs> <laughs> medically proven. <laughs> it's like it's just like that shit is just so funny to me. And um yeah, it brings back memories. <laughs> I just the memory that I just got brought up is the line from Scream Queens when Emma Roberts talking to Abigail Breslin's character Chanel number five and she yeah. says go on this date with this blind man because this is a uh, existence that and then she said I forgot what she's going to contact Pope Francis because this is a truth or this is a proof that uh, God does exist because <laughs> yeah. she, she's finally going on a date <laughs> <laughs> um, so saved uh, unfortunately never turned into a TV show I think that would have been great i don't i don't think it's too late i think that um oh yeah this would be a great storyline to introduce to this generation i think yeah Um, yeah i think this movie doesn't get enough credit and i think that bringing it to a tv series i'm sure netflix would eat this shit up i'm sure ryan murphy oh my god imagine if ryan murphy got his hands on saved 
Like what would happen to it? It would be brilliant. It would be brilliant. I'm sure that some of the episodes would not be so great, but we right. would get to explore some of these characters more. You know, yeah. the, the boyfriend and the conversion camp. Like I want to know what's happening. You know, literally. Those, Emma Roberts would characters. 100% play a Hillary Fay esque character. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> She'd be exactly, great. That's exactly what would happen. We know, and Tayissa would play fucking Mary, oh, like a Mary. Mary. She'd be Mary for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So there was a musical produced in 2008. I know, and it also didn't have very good success. But I no, it lasted I about a month on yeah. stage. I wonder. I mean, I've never listened. Maybe I've listened to one or two things, but man, I really hope this. Yeah, because we have such great teen movie musicals with like Heather's and uh, Mean Girls. Now, ah, oh, man, I really wish that this one had done well because I really do I know. like this. I really do like this story, and I feel like there's so much room for for like a great musical experience. And um, man, it's a bummer that they didn't really take the time to make it what it could be. I know. Same thing with Clueless. <laughs> yeah, I know. Dove Cameron tried it and, you know, oh well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that. <laughs> and that's that, y'all. Um, so what is your favorite scene from this movie? I already told you mine. Yeah, so my favorite scene would probably be... I think that final that final dance and the whole thing with between the yeah. message that they convey to Hillary Faye going off and crashing into Jesus in the head just... Yeah plummets down onto the the van. <laughs> yeah. And what good what I, good what teen movie is, you know, what kind of teen movie is it if there's not a prom scene, you know? There's always got to be right. a prom. Right. There's always a dance or a prom or yeah. homecoming or whatever. The, yeah. Yeah. Um I think the one thing I'm confused by is why Mary doesn't show until she's literally about to have the baby. Literally, all of a sudden she like balloons <laughs> up. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, so it's Christmas. why isn't she showing it (laughs) no but yeah I think that's my favorite scene just the message it conveys and the unraveling of Hillary Faye and they humanize her yeah. Um, which I, like, which again, you're waiting for yeah. in this movie. Like I was waiting the whole time. Like when right. or do we get to the part where we see her as a human? And I think right. at some point they even cut out a scene of her like touching herself, watching Cassandra and Roland make out in the car. And I'm like, right, because Ew. She, she, I mean, but she's still like a human. And I think that that you hit on something. Like we needed to see that Hillary Hillary Faye was human because I I don't think that she's a villain that deserves to be. Uh, villainized. She yeah, well, she doesn't deserve her comeuppance or anything like that. Like she, yeah, you know, she just she's she has good intentions, and I think it's good that they sort of they sort of make it a point that she just wants to be a good Christian. That's all she wants. And even though she she's gone about it the wrong way, she has room. She has room to learn, and she has room to grow, and um, yeah. that she's capable of sort of seeing outside her box and um so i think that's i think it's a good conclusion for yeah her. yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with her acting because it could have been amanda Bynes and an easy <laughs> a that that was a cartoonish <laughs> uh, portrayal but you know right. um yeah I, 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 I like this movie i would say that this is an a great teen film like it's yeah. definitely up there with uh, the best of them uh, yeah underrated well acted well written i gotta give a shout out to one of the, 
my favorite actresses, Mary Louise Parker as um, the mom, as oh, Mary's yeah. mom. I love her and everything she does. And uh, her changing just, hairstyle. Yes. Her we, hair just, we just binged all eight seasons of Weeds and she is absolutely oh. brilliant. And so um, I love that she's in this movie. And I would say my other favorite scene, I don't want to leave this one out because I think it's just brilliant, is the exorcism scene. I think that, <laughs> I think that's one of the yeah. funniest. That is so hilarious. They when she throws the Bible at the back of her yes! head. <laughs> yes. She's like, I'm full of Christ's love. <laughs> yeah. It's just so funny. Because it's so like filled with contradiction. It's like they're trying to save her, but at yes. the same time, she, they're like violently attacking her. And like, yeah. I don't know, That's like, when you kind of see that like hypocrisy. I love when yeah. movies convey that, like the hypocrisy in religion. Like right. we some of the darkness, like we talked about it in that. Yes, like, yes uh, exactly. I think that because it's brilliant, because it's it's like eye opening. Like, hello, look at what you're doing. Yeah. Right, and it's like, yeah, it's about how we go about these things, how what works and what doesn't, and like, would a, assaulting somebody and trying to kidnap them in a van is that the best way to sort of convince <laughs> somebody to not, you know, to like go to the Lord? Like, I don't know. I just think it's a really brilliantly written um, piece of satire. I think this whole movie is like that. Um, I think it has a great message about acceptance, about tolerance, and um, I think it's super underrated. So if you have not seen this movie and you're listening to this and you want to know, and you, I think you should watch it. Just go out and find it. I think it's great. It's on, yeah, just go watch it. Yeah, like we said, it's one of the better teen movies. It's up there with. This movie all came of out us. the same year as Mean Girls. They look completely That's different. Crazy. They do. They do yeah. look completely different. You know, I actually think that I I like them equally. I, I think yeah. I like the message better in Saved. Me too. Me too. I, I think, think there's, that, a lot of, there's a lot of truth yeah. and there's a lot of, you know, stuff in Mean Girls that is amazing and um, and iconic moments and quotes and everything. But I think Saved mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't know, I think it's just really smart. It has a, maybe yeah. a message that, that mean speaks more to Mean Girls is great for entertainment. Us. But sure. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it has more, it has a deeper meaning. Well, how do we sign off of our Hear the Talking Queers episode? Oh my God, we haven't even, uh, Sweet Dreams? Is that like, <laughs> sweet Dreams, bitch! Sweet Dreams, <laughs> girl. I don't know. <laughs> Should we say that? Why not? Oh my Let's God. Try. I think we hit the nail on the cross. Uh, uh, all right. Well, hopefully we haven't offended anybody today. Um, if no. we have, then sorry about it, I guess. I don't know. No. I guess for now, let's we'll just say sweet screams, bitch. Sweet screams, bitch. Bye. <laughs>